Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, two very important players will be reporting soon to Philadelphia Phillies camp. So that is great news. And the other latest news from spring training on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I am your host, Connor Thomas, a credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member, former collegiate baseball player, semi-pro baseball player as well. Happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And we've got some uh, some good news from Philadelphia Phillies camp. A couple of players will be reporting or have reported to Philadelphia Phillies camp, depending on when you're watching this episode or listening to this episode. So let's go ahead and break it down. First of all, I've got some news today. I want to read you the exact tweet. Well, part of the exact tweet, because part of it is in Spanish. (laughs) And uh, I want to give a a shout out to uh, Kirk Bailey at Kirkland Bailey on Twitter, who went ahead and sent me this uh, this morning. Uh, First says, Gregory Soto recibió su visa ayer y hoy estará viajando a Florida para incorporarse al spring training de los Phillies. That's Spanish. What does it mean? Gregory Soto received his visa yesterday, and today he will be traveling to Florida to join spring training with the Phillies. And that's uh, via someone named Jansen Pujols, who I have no idea who that is. I imagine that's someone down in the Dominican Republic. Uh, where Soto is from, but yes, so Soto is clear with the visa, traveling to Philly Spring Training, so he's going to be reporting the next day or so, so that's great news. Uh, I had a bit of a conversation on the Soto front. First of all, before we get into my thoughts on Soto and everything and him reporting to camp, I'd just like to say you're welcome. Yesterday, I published an episode, uh, Where in the World is Gregory Soto? And the next day, he's got a visa. I don't want to say that the governments of the world came together, watched Locked On Phillies, and decided, hey, we need to figure this out. Connor's right. Gregory Soto should be able to go to Philly spring training. Let's get the man his visa he needs. I'm also not going to say that didn't happen. So you're welcome, Phillies. You're welcome, Gregory Soto. Uh, knowing I have the power to break down international borders and allow people to come together across the world, is just it warms my heart. So uh, thank you very much, uh, world governments, for figuring all that out for me. I appreciate it. Thanks for doing me a solid. Next time I need something, I'll holler at you. But uh, if you guys need anything uh, taken care of on the global scale, I guess Locked On Phillies is a place to request us to do it. Now, with Soto reporting, Rob Thompson talked about it a little bit yesterday, uh, and he said that, uh, yes, Soto's going to be behind. I get this. I got an argument with John Kincaid this morning of the John Kincaid show over on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. Go ahead and listen to that if you want to hear me in the mornings, Monday through Friday. But I got into an argument because he was saying that Rob Thompson had said that Gregory Soto is going to be behind schedule. I said, yeah, he's going to be fine. He's like, what do you mean? The manager is literally saying he's going to be behind schedule. Yes, he's behind schedule right now. On today, the day I'm recording this, March 8th, 2023, Gregory Soto is undoubtedly behind schedule. He hasn't been in camp. You got 21 days to the opener against the Texas Rangers. He's going to be absolutely fine. I promise he's going to be ready for opening day. He's a relief pitcher. It takes less time for them to get ready to throw like an inning or two innings, and it does starting pitchers. He's got two weeks. 
I told you, I gave you the drop dead date in two episodes ago of March 15th. If he's not in camp by March 15th, you got to start worrying about him making the opening day roster. And now March 8th, looks like we're good to go. So he's going to be on the opening day roster. He's going to be fine. They're going to get him in. No, he won't have as long of a spring as the other guys. And maybe, frankly, that's a good thing. But bottom line is pitchers don't take as long to get ready as hitters. I know that seems nonsensical, right? Because pitchers don't really work up to their full innings count until like, uh, you're looking at like June where they really eh. – okay, mid-May to early May is when they really start stretching pitchers out and going like seven, eight, and maybe complete games and stuff like that. That's starting pitchers. And – I understand that it takes some time, but pitchers, as far as ability, as far as being ready to step out there and throw at that level, not longevity, but ability, they're ready before hitters. Because, listen, the strike zone doesn't move. I've talked to you about this. The strike zone doesn't move. The movement's still there. The accuracy is still there. These are professional pitchers. They've been throwing a little bit over the offseason, working on offseason throwing programs. So, yeah, Soto's going to be good to go. It's really good news for the Philadelphia Phillies because they need them. Now, uh, where this leaves us, the fact that he's been out of camp, I don't know how this affects his ability to become the closer for the team. It, it may be a blessing in disguise in another way because he got the visa so late, he couldn't report to the Dominican Republic's team for the World Baseball Classic. So that would have been Soto comes to camp for like a week and then goes to the Dominican Republic's games for a World Baseball Classic, and you could see him for the first time in a Phillies uniform on like the 23rd of March just six days ahead of the opener in Texas against the Rangers. That would have been weird. Now, at least he gets to hang out with his teammates. He's missing the World Baseball Classic, but that time is now spent in Clearwater with the Phillies. So he'll get some more time with his coaches and his manager, Rob Thompson, and work everything out there too. So it may actually end up being solid timing, and he may end up with the same amount of spring training he would have anyway. If the Dominican Republic goes to the championship game of the World Baseball Classic, which I believe is on the 21st of March, that means that Soto would have missed, let's see, today's the 8th, so let's just call it the 8th to the 21st. 18 days is 10, another 3, let's just call it 2 weeks. Uh, the Phillies pitchers and catchers reported on February 16th, I think, and right now it's March 8th. So, yeah, he, he's really only missed an extra week compared to what he would have because he would have gone to the World Baseball Classic. So, it's not even too big of a difference there. You got here a little late, but the visa got worked out. He's going to be all good to go. Rob Thompson's not incorrect to say that he's behind schedule right now because he hasn't been in camp. He's not going to be behind schedule on opening day. He's going to be caught up. He's going to be ready to go. This does make me look at Sir Anthony Dominguez, though, as another quality option to close that may end up taking over that role. I haven't really seen anything from Craig Kimbrell yet this uh, spring training. Jose Alvarado and Sir Anthony Dominguez, I believe, are both throwing in the World Baseball Classic for their respective countries, so have to keep an eye on that. But uh, I do think I'm leaning Dominguez now as the closer, even though I think Soto's the best option just because it's taking some time for him to get to camp. But we'll see how it progresses and what people have to say for, uh, or rather about Gregory Soto uh, as he gets settled in his new team here in, well, down there in Clearwater, but here with the Philadelphia Phillies and what Rob Thompson has to say about him and everything like that. So keep you updated. The good news, though, Gregory Soto, depending on the time you're watching this, is either reporting the Phillies camp soon or is already at Philadelphia Phillies camp down there in Clearwater with the visa situation worked out. So, hey, offseason crisis avoided. Soto here, ready for the regular season because you've got everybody then. That's everybody you expected to be ready for opening day is ready. 
No major injuries or anything to speak of. No people missing. No holdouts. None of that. Wait. No, I do remember there is one guy that's kind of hurt right now. That's going to be out for a while. Where's he at? We'll talk about that guy coming up as well as we round out the full grouping of who's supposed to be at Philadelphia Phillies spring training. When is Bryce Harper reporting? And how's he doing? I'll give you an update as we continue Locked on Phillies. Let me tell you about my friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Joel Embiid went off last night. You know what? I was out at the bar last night, and I had the guy who was working the front door when the security guy came up to me. And he was like, hey, man, uh, know your Sixers guy. What's going on with Embiid tonight? I'd like him to score over 33 points. I said, let me see what app you're using. He's like, I got FanDuel. And I was like, well, hey. new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. We want to use that. And he said, listen, I love FanDuel. I've already been uh, a member for a while. So I I can't use the no sweat first bet, but Embiid over 33 points. I said, yeah, he's going to cook Minnesota. And he ended up with 39. That guy wants some money. That's great. Uh, If you had used your no sweat first bet on it, you would have won too. But if you don't win, even if Embiid had scored 32 points, you would have said bonus bets back. You get bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win up to $1,000. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, threes drain, Joel Embiid over in points, just like I told you about, all that good stuff. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your best bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book or sports betting partner, rather, I should say, of the NBA. All right, I know. Yes, yes, yes. It's great for Gregory Soto to be at Philadelphia Phillies spring training. Should be an exciting thing. It really ties up some loose ends when it comes to the offseason and make sure everyone's available and ready to go for opening day. But the big question is, what's going on with Bryce Harper? Where is it the MV3? Where is he hanging out? Is he reporting to camp soon? How is his progression going as he recovers from Tommy John surgery? All of these valid questions. So let me catch you up to date on everything going on with Bryce Harper. First of all, just like Gregory Soto, by the time you're listening to this, there's a good chance Bryce Harper's already reported to Philadelphia Phillies spring training. It was supposed to be either today or tomorrow, I think, that he was supposed to be there. He's going to be there by like Thursday of this week. So absolutely perfect if you're listening to this on Thursday or later. Bryce Harper's already down there in Clearwater, hanging out with his team, reporting. He can be there. Uh, He's not going to be on the opening day roster because he's going to start the season on the injured list. So that is what it is. But he can be there. He can work through stuff. And uh, all the reports that I'm hearing, that Bryce Harper's ahead of schedule. Listen, the guy heals like a superhuman. We know this with his hand this past year when he broke his thumb and needed surgery on that, and he came back uh, sooner than people expected, and it was a quicker recovery and everything like that. I know he's getting older, but he's not old yet. He's in the prime of his career, so when you're still uh, subside of like 33, 34, your, your body heals faster than your average. Like grown adults, like the older folks, once you get into your 40s or 50s, and uh he's just i mean i'm sure he's attacking rehab like crazy i'm sure his body is built different than all of ours you know what we're gonna go cross sport real quick uh when jalen hurts hurt his shoulder nick sirianni had a line saying that his his body is different than yours and mine like he doesn't work like us he doesn't heal like us he doesn't prepare like us like his body just is literally built different and that applies to bryce harper as well it applies to all these top level athletes 
uh, and everything going on like that. So Bryce Harper seems to be ahead of schedule. He's been dry swinging already. So what dry swinging is, just so you're aware. Dry swinging is basically, I wish I had a, a bat. I got a piece of, ugh, I got a piece of like PVC pipe here. Dry swinging is literally just working through swings with a bat in your hands, not trying to hit a ball, not trying to. If you're, you're watching on YouTube, you get to see my beautiful uh, swing that I use in beer league softball now. But yeah, dry swinging is literally just using the bat to take dry hacks, swing at nothing work on mechanics, work on timing. So he could stand behind like the cage and he could see a live at bat and he could just try and work on using his time. Let's put that pipe back down uh, a little ASMR for you there on locked on Phillies. But yeah, so he's not hands, not strong enough or sorry, elbows, not strong enough. I should say to make contact with the baseball yet. Cause you don't want that added force against it. Dry swinging is not really force against it. It's just kind of weighted movement, which is not bad. It's, you do that type of stuff. And, uh, physical therapy as you rehab from a UCL injury or an elbow injury in general. So that's good news that he's already swinging. I don't know when he'll be able to see everything as far as take batting practice or hit off a tee or whatever. Um, but if you're projecting out by all-star break that you want him back, I mean, you probably got about two and a half more months until he really gets into uh, seeing live pitching. So that would be, you're looking for March and a half, so mid-April, and then mid-May, and then he probably starts doing some batting practice in mid-May, and then June he probably tries to do the rehab stint and goes down there, and then well, sometime in July, hopefully, or mid-July, we'll see Bryce Harper up. It'll be still a long recovery, but the good news is if you project out how ahead of schedule he is now, dry swinging and everything like that, because it sounds like he's two, three weeks ahead of where he's supposed to be, could be looking at a July return rather than an August return for Bryce Harper. I don't know. I'm just seeing how he's progressed to this point. I'm not guaranteeing any time he'd be back. I'm not a doctor. None of this stuff. It's just a good sign he's ahead of schedule to this point. So that's good news with Bryce Harper. And the other thing that's awesome is just having him down around camp, having him in the locker room, having a leader around. J.T. Romito and Kyle Schwarber are two of the leaders of this team, along with other guys like Reese Hoskins and Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. But, no, I think the two most – like vocal outspoken leaders of this team are really JT Romito and Kyle Schwarber. Both those guys are at the world baseball classic right now. So having Bryce Harper show up in their place to go ahead and kind of uh, lord over the locker room and talk to the young players and keep everything running smoothly. As far as a player's perspective, I know the coaches have it locked down. It's not like it's exactly a tumultuous environment down there in Clearwater. They're just playing a game or playing golf all day or everything like that. But it's good to have one of the leaders of your team there at all times it was Ramudo and uh, Schwarber uh, going to the Team USA site for the World Baseball Classic. Harper steps in. He keeps an eye on things. So that's also an added benefit of having him down there to help out Rob Thompson and the other coaches and making sure players are getting their work in, making sure everyone's focused on spring training. You're having a good time, yes, but putting the work in they need to be ready for the season, giving guys tips and talking through stuff with other players like – Catching up with Bryson Stott, one of his best friends, former roommate. You know, talking Alec Bohm through stuff as far as approach at the plate. And Castellanos and guys like that. Don't think Harper's just sitting down there doing nothing. So it's good to have Bryce Harper in camp as well. And we'll keep you updated on what he actually does when he's down there and anything he has to say. Because I'm sure the media is going to get availability and everything. I did see some. I need to track down uh, the video or I guess the recording, whatever it may be. 
it looks like he was talking in person somewhere. It may have been his report to spring training earlier this week, yesterday, whenever he got down there, if he's gotten down there by now. And uh, he was talking about like an expansion team needs to come to Las Vegas. Like they need to create a new team to play baseball in Las Vegas because that city's ready and ravenous for a baseball team. And of course, Harper, a Vegas native, along with Bryson Stott as well, both from out there in uh, Sin City. And I was trying to think of the nickname they used to call Vegas. So I know that he's talked with someone behind the microphone at some point. I'll try and track down that audio and see if he saw uh, said anything worth grabbing. But really, there's not too much to hear from Bryce Harper at this point. It's just, how's the injury going? What are you doing right now? When can we expect you back? And the answers to that are probably better than I expected as far as how the injury rehab's going. What are you doing right now? Just dry swings. We know that already. He's already said that. And when can we expect you back? As soon as possible. But no date to give at this point. We're still months away from seeing Bryce Harper play baseball, which is a shame. But... We're not in as bad of a spot as we could be. So all of that is good news. So Gregory Soto, Bryce Harper, both all set at Philadelphia Philly Spring Training. So that's good to go. Good news. And everything's great there. Coming up, I wanted to do a little bit of um, not off the pole, but stepping off, which we may need to rename the segment now. Stepping off is a, a segment I do. Uh, normally I'll do it in the middle of the week, so like Wednesday or Thursday episode. And what it is, it's a step back from focusing on the ins and outs of Philadelphia Phillies baseball, more of a fun like side topic type feel, something that's a little bit out there, a little bit crazy. It's Phillies related, but it's a little bit um, yeah, outside the lines of actual baseball. But now with the new pitch clock rules and everything like that, you only get so many step-offs, and it's going to become less and less a part of the game for pitchers to disengage with the rubber. So maybe we'll have to rename it. But the reason I call it stepping off is like you step off, you take a deep breath, you collect yourself, and you get back in and you focus back on your work. So it's a little bit of a breather segment normally in the middle of the week. Just have a little fun. So we'll do that coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right, stepping off. We're going to do some of my favorite stories from around Major League Baseball when it comes to the pitch clock and how pitchers are adapting and batters are adapting to the new pitch clock. I'm sure you've seen the old video out there of Joey Votto from a couple years back on the Cincinnati Reds where he just stood in the box and didn't even move uh, and was just standing in there ready to go. And this was way before the pitch clock. So some players have been ready for this for years. Others, well, they're adapting or they've been ready and they're trying new things or it fits into their style, a whole bunch of different options. So I'm just going to run through some of my favorite stories from spring so far, starting with number one, Zach Greinke. Greinke's an absolute weirdo. He's currently with the Kansas City Royals. He's always been one of the quirkiest people in all of baseball. And it's really, really interesting to me because now he has to, the ability to call his own pitches. He has the pitch com thing and he couldn't figure out how to get it to work originally so the reason he has it is because the catcher can hear it and he can hear it so he can just call the pitch they both hear it and then he delivers so they're both on the same page and that way it works faster so interesting strategy to use there but it started off with he was shaking off his own pitches that he would call he'd hit the button for a certain pitch let's say fastball inside and then he'd shake it off and then he'd call another one because he couldn't figure out how to work the pitch um, com thing accurately so he was shaking off his own pitches. And then he was calling like crazy stuff like EFIS pitches and slow curveballs. And then he'd throw like a 60 mile an hour curveball and then a max effort fastball. And it was, it's just, he's crazy. So to watch his mind unfold uh, through pitching 
is just it's a delight. It's a fun part of spring training. I don't know how much it'll happen in the regular season, but that's great. Another one, Max Scherzer, who is, uh, of course, with the New York Mets. Scherzer is a guy that just wants to get in and pitch and always has been. You've seen videos of him in the past yelling at batters to get in the bleeping box and everything like that. He's a madman. He's crazy in a different way than Granky. Granky's fun crazy. Scherzer is scary crazy, but Scherzer was standing on the mound and a player called time. So he came set real quick as the player stepped out of the box and just was set and ready. And as soon as the player stepped in the box, just delivered a pitch uh, and quick pitched him basically as soon as he was ready and called strike fastball down the middle. So Scherzer is going to be interesting to watch. And he's a guy in division for the Philadelphia Phillies, how he works and the pitch clock plays great for him. He's a guy that probably loves this and wishes this came in for a while. So that's, that's something that's really going to be interesting. And then we have little spats across baseball where, like, I saw Eric Hosmer the other day was in the box, and he was in the box at, like, 14 seconds left. And you need to be in the box uh, as a batter with eight seconds or more remaining on the pitch clock. But you also need to be addressing the pitcher. And his head was down. He was just playing with the dirt. And the umpire with him in the box standing there called a uh, strike to him with, like, seven seconds left on the pitch clock he hadn't addressed the batter. They argued a little bit, explained what was going on. So that'll be an interesting dynamic. Manny Machado has already said, hey, you're just going to have to, I'm going to hit with a strike on me sometimes because he's not going to speed everything up. So a bunch of different approaches approaches around baseball. It makes me a little bit nervous about one Philly. Bryce Harper loves to take his time. He loves to step in and out of the box, mess with his batting gloves, do the old bat thing where he touches like four different sides of the plate and then gets ready to hit. I don't know what his pre-plate appearance or pre-swing routine is going to be anymore, but I'm interested to see how Bryce Harper adapts. He's probably the number one culprit of taking a lot of time at the dish out of anybody on this Phillies team. So will it change? Will it bother him? Will he completely change it or will he just do it quicker? A whole bunch of questions that we won't get to see until partway through the season. But yes, the pitch com and or sorry, the pitch clock rather has been giving us some interesting looks at players around baseball, a lot more balks too. Will that carry over to the regular season? We'll see how it all plays out, but those are some of my favorite stories from the pitch clock implementation over the first couple weeks of spring training. That's all for today's Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube here for Locked On Phillies. I appreciate it. I think I worked out the camera issue that I've been facing for the past week or so. Got a new camera and the resolution was uh, all messed up. I think I've remedied that. So we'll go ahead and see. Uh, let me know if the resolution is better for you on these next couple episodes and I'll check that out. But make sure you're doing all that. I really appreciate you following along. And uh, I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.